Hey, John, how are you? Thank you for Hi, joining me on the Asian Dating Podcast. I'm excited to interview you today. For those of you who do not know about John, John Nalbandian has been on the journey for expanded consciousness for the past five years and has an affinity for the topic of living happily through mindful practices. John has invested hundreds of hours researching and practicing ways to connect to the happiness that is always present. He is considered a happiness coach and is now starting to host events that teach the ways to cultivate happiness. John is 51, single ladies, for you single women out there, and has two boys. John, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, May. It's sure. exciting. <laughs> sure, sure. So I guess... um. When I first read about you being a happiness coach, I was just wondering, what is a happiness coach? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you came about it? Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up in sports, so I love the term coach just because growing up playing sports so much, you always had someone guiding you. Um, but I, I don't ever like to be so egotistical that I know it all. I just feel like I'm more like a channel. So I like to just help people and guide them um, to understand concepts that we often don't really understand, but we're trying to implement. So what it is, is I try to provide clarity about what makes people happy. And it's it took me a long time to figure out, and I'm still working on it, but I do think that I can now coach people to learn what that looks like and, and how to how to work on it every day. So how did you become a happiness coach? Like what, what kind of research did you do or what did you prepare to start your program? And how did you get to your spot where you're at today? Well, the impetus, like I think anything when you're really, when you really decide to grow and, and change who you are and become that better version or the best version of yourself, usually it's trauma. So I went through, you know, a divorce and that led to that looking within how to be better. And I just started diving into materials um, from just the spiritual side, meditation. Um, and I ended up reading at least six of probably the most prominent books in happiness that are that are very well known. And I'm a big person and I like to have research. I'm a data guy, but I also have learned that science really helps support spirituality and they go hand in hand. And so I, I think it's a combination of both where sometimes you only get the science and sometimes you only get spiritual. And I think people want the whole package now. Right, right. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be more of a channel or a guide and, and provide people with, with some tools. Okay. So speaking of those tools, what are they? What are some of those tools that people can use to help them move forward and get through maybe a breakup or some traumatic experience or uh, death in the family or friends. What? Um, tell us a little bit about what uh, you can help them with. Yeah, I mean, it's a really big topic. So I'd say the first thing that people can do to, because it, it's a journey. And the first thing is really understanding that happiness is something that the, the individual controls. 
it's something you create or connect with. It's not a destination and it's not external. I think that's the most important thing that any person on this planet that's living aware needs to know is that it's in there, it's in your control. And it's an attitude, it's a belief, and it's an understanding of that concept. So that's kind of the first thing. And and that seems esoteric and sometimes hard to understand. It's kind of like uh, when you wake up in the morning, you decide to be in a good mood and you decide to be happy. And then you just switch on a switch and then you just go for it. And you decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to have a great day today. And things happen that you will have a great day today. So um, I totally get what you're saying. It's not when I get this new job, I'm going to be happy. When I buy this new car, I'm going to be happy. When I have a date for prom, I'm going to be happy. When I find a husband, I'm going to be happy. Like you really can't count on external factors like that to make yourself happy. Because as soon as you get that, something else is going to trigger you to say, well, what else do I need to be happy? Like if you're not happy with yourself and it sounds so cliche, but it's really true. Like you really have to be happy with yourself to be content, right? Absolutely. I think you said the the core message is you have to work on yourself first. You have to love yourself to be happy. <laughs> it's, you can't fake it. And I think the world is often taught you know, it's really important to have a positive attitude and fake it till you make it is preached a lot. And there's a benefit to that at times, but in the long run, you can't fake it till you make it. You have to do the work internally and you have to realize that there is a way to be happy if you focus on the right things. So again, it's not a destination. It's not something you chase, which is, by the way, the number one reason people are unhappy, scientifically proven, is that they're chasing it. They think, when I get the house, I'm happy. When I get a million in my bank account, I'm happy. But it's more living in gratitude is that way every day to start that path to connecting to it because happiness is always present but the ego likes to prevent us from believing that because it's looking for fear, danger, it's trying to protect us. And so when we eliminate our ego and we connect and we're in the present, we can have that feeling anytime we want. So can you tell if someone is not happy or depressed or feel like, oh, you're, you need my, you need my course, or you need to read a book on happiness. Can you tell like your coworkers or your friends or family? I mean, Absolutely. I mean, that's what I think I've, I've fine tuned because I didn't understand it in the past. And I always thought I was happy because I faked it a lot. Like I didn't even know I was faking it. I was just taught that you show up with a positive attitude every day and I would try, but anybody that's short tempered, anybody that uses terminology, that's victim, like the world is doing this to me or my my family members doing this to me. Anything that's focused on external doing it to you is, is just a sign that you, you're not connected and that you are unhappy because you don't have that knowledge that you decide how you want to respond to the external environment. 
that's more of a reactive response. And people that react are unhappy. Right. And that's what the science shows because you're giving up your power. Of course you feel unhappy. You don't feel in control. You don't feel empowered. You, you, you feel less than. So that's where I say, yeah, the absolute first step is realizing your own power. It's within you. You generate it yourself. And so now it's super simple for me to find out. And I try not to tell people you need my course. I try to set an example of being compassionate, loving, and kind. And, and usually I'll have people that say, you know, why are you so happy? Or, you know, you have good energy. And then I'll say, well, yeah, you know, let's talk. <laughs> so I've, I've read a lot and I have some tools. <laughs> so are you saying that if there's a listener out, out there and people don't say, gosh, I love your positive energy or I love your energy. I uh, love the way you carry yourself with, you know, different things that happen in your life. If people aren't saying that to you, then they're probably feeling like you're not a positive, happy person. Is that a first indicator for, you know, if someone says, gosh, you know what, John, you're always like so happy, go lucky. And they can, they know how you're feeling and can sense that. But if no one says that to you, does that mean that you're not a happy person? That they think that you're a groucho or? That's a great question. My initial response, I, I think that you're right in that. That's my personal belief is that people want to be around people that are happy. I think we all know that innately. It's not something someone tells you, you know, that you gravitate towards positive energy. And so I think it's as simple as saying we are attracted to the energies that we are open to. Um, but it, because, you know, say you're on a lower scale of energy, often those types of energies connect with each other. Mm -hmm. right because like it does attract like so I, I think more that it's we have to be mindful of what kind of energy or frequency we're operating at and then we attract that so it's that's kind of a different way of answering it but that's how i'd rather say it is like i think our job is really to be mindful of the energy the state we want to be in and then we attract that mm -hmm. um so i might have missed the answer <laughs> but that was my best way to explain it okay okay i think if someone's operating on a different frequency than me they probably wouldn't be connected to me put it that okay. way okay okay so what's the second thing um part of your process that you were talking about what's the second thing that people need to do or be to appreciate well, so we, you go from, you know, mindset, right? It's, it's understanding that we're in control and then that's where it opens up more. That's where there, I mean, there's some really good content out there. That's like 12 different types of practices you can do to become happier. And that's um, really science-based, a lot, a lot of data. Um, I would say, just going through really quick, the, the number one proven, and this has even been a time honored from the spiritualists and scientifically is practicing gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's heard it. 
they know it. Everybody's told you should journal, you should write it down. Mm -hmm. Do what you? I think, do I? Uh huh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But what I did learn <laughs> is what most people that I talked to initially, what, what people struggle with is whenever something, this is what the, the research part is so powerful and what I think is makes it such a unique difference is that if you try to do gratitude daily, say journal daily, and you are on day seven, and it starts feeling like a chore and the energy changes from the first couple of days, you feel really good doing it. And then it's like, ah, I don't know what I want to write today. And I think I'm going to fake it because I have to write it. It starts diminishing and it, and it loses its value. And so a lot of times people start on that path and they get off it, right? Because the energy changes. The science shows that you have to change the way you express gratitude. So it may not be journaling every day. Right. I mean, it could just be the smallest thing as, oh, I'm so glad I have a roof over my head. I'm so glad my all my uh, appointments today were on time. I'm so glad I didn't hit any traffic uh, going there and back. I mean, so many little things. And you know what? I didn't take on uh, gratitude journaling until two years ago, to be honest, uh, when I was going through my health situation uh, for my recurrence from breast cancer. And I was not a big foo-foo person at all. Like I was not into meditation or journaling, saying gratitude before I go to bed every night or any of that stuff. But that's actually helped carry me through my, um, you know, my 20 plus months of healing and it's still happening. You know, I'm still healing from it. I'm not a uh, completely in remission yet, but hopefully soon. Um, but it's just writing things down, little things like, I'm so glad my dog's behaving today. I'm so glad I found a dog sitter over the weekend when it was so tough during, you know, holiday time to get one or just the simplest things is I'm so glad my mother-in-law cooked this meal for my husband. So I don't have to, spend two hours cooking for him today. Like I just gained two hours back, you know, that kind of stuff. So, so I get it. I, uh, it sounds so like a little thing, but it really helps to put your thoughts on paper and to just write it down and be like, Oh yeah, you know, it's a little thing, but I totally appreciate it. So yeah, I get it. I get it. I like, um, stacking my habits. Uh, I forgot what the name of the author was, but this book that I read is if you do everything daily, you just stack habits and then it just becomes mm -hmm. part of your routine where you don't even think about it. So yeah. I think that's Atomic Habits, right? Right, right. Yeah. That book. Yeah. <laughs> Atomic Habits was awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, gratitude. Uh, what else? What else can people do to... Um, what other practices? Well, the other big one that I would say that's really, really important and rampant in Western society is overthinking by trying to be too analytical. Um, that is a really dark path to unhappiness. It's when you think you can control everything. There's a difference between understanding the power you have over your emotions, <laughs> but it's different when you think you can control the external environment that's very tough. And so that's a bad path to go down or you may not like your results. Social comparison, 
you know, or my neighbor just bought a Ferrari. I don't have one. Now I'm unhappy. Yesterday I was, I was fine until my neighbor bought the Ferrari and now I feel less than, right? That's a real classic game to, to take you down the path of unhappiness. And then, what did you say? I said, especially with social media nowadays, you see people posting all the good things that are happening in their lives, their vacations, their kid got a brand new car, their kid has straight A's and you are comparing yourself to them. But instead of comparing yourself to them, you should just compare yourself to yourself since yesterday, you know, compare yourself from a day ago and see how you are instead of comparing yourself with other people like that. So yeah, that's social media, I'm sure has played a big role in people comparing themselves and not feeling good enough. Yeah, I think it's been, I mean, we know for even from research how how hard it is on people. It has a positive side. Like if you're expressing gratitude on social media and you're reaching a big audience and it comes, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is when you express gratitude, it's really about the connection of the feeling. So that was kind of the takeaway is like, yeah, you can do it. You can write it down. But if you're not connecting, if you don't have an energy and a feeling, then that's where it's not going to work. So it's really always about what is the intention behind what you're doing. And that's why that being in the present, that's what allows you to be so focused and connect to the energy and create that. And that's just the differentiating factor in anything. So like when you're comparing, you're getting outside of reality and it's, it's not real. It doesn't, you, you're not happier, or more happy or less happy having or not having something externally it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> right. It's just all of a sudden your mind is thinking something like, oh, you're less than. Right. We already know we're not. <laughs> well, how does all this relate to dating? I mean, I guess people can tell if you're a happy, positive person or not, I see people write on dating profiles that who they wish to meet, they want to meet someone positive and uh, always looking on the bright side of things or glasses half full. Um, I mean, I guess if you're a positive person, you don't want to date a negative person, right? And then if you're a negative person, you attract a negative person because you're both complaining about stuff. So I can see how that works um but yeah like how do you know if that person is a positive person who's sitting in front of you on a date i think it's an amazing question i hear that all the time now um and again i am not and i can't say they have the answers for everything my personal belief and based off what i've read <laughs> It's really the energy. I think words are really important. When you start hearing words that the world is doing something to that person in a conversation, it's a sign of, of unhappiness. You know, oh, when you, it's playing a role of a victim. <laughs> Victims are not happy people. And it's, we all know when you're on a date, it's like an interview, right? And usually, someone that wants to keep dating is going to have a great interview, mm -hmm. right? So they might fake it till they make it, right? And then you get going in this relationship and the true colors come out and people are so disappointed. They go to a website that's for positive people or whatever. 
they they put all this time in weeks then they finally get it going and then it falls apart and they're like oh my gosh because they and then they they don't trust themselves right <laughs> that's why you personally have to do you have to be happy right Right. Because when you are happy, you know, if someone else is happy, right. <laughs> that's the easiest way to say it is it no longer becomes a guessing game. It's an intuition. You know it wholeheartedly. It doesn't matter what they say. I mean, sometimes the verbiage can trigger you, but you feel it. Right. It's right. a knowing. So yeah. that's where it's tough because you're like, well, the best thing you can do is just be the person you want to attract. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Become what you want mm -hmm. and you will attract it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I get some. Isn't that hard though? <laughs> Isn't that hard? Like, oh my gosh, I have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be tidy. I have to be generous. I have to be kind. If these are the things you're looking for in someone else, you have to be those things yourself, right? Because how can you expect you to find someone, I, I hate when uh, women say, oh, I want men who have a great sense of humor. But then the woman who's in front of me, she has no sense of humor. It's like, well, how are you exactly. supposed to connect? If you don't try to better your sense of humor, how are you going to attract someone who has a great sense of humor? And just things like that. So yeah, it's like the golden rule of dating is like, be what you want to attract, right? And it'll come to you Absolutely. just like, there's no reason why someone always finds offense to something like you're always offended about something. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're always complaining about something. So that's not a way to attract positive people in your life. So what are some other yeah, uh, other practices? There's a cute quote I read that was happy people. There's only, you know, one answer to happiness. Like they just are happy, you know, but unhappy people find all the reasons why they're they're unhappy. It's different for every person. Yeah. So it's more like happiness is a universal thing we all have. Unhappiness is our ego, everybody's preference. Oh, I don't like this or this, you know, so it's really funny. The paths are. <laughs> so it's, it's do you kind find, of a funny game we're playing. Do you find more women are pursuing these happiness programs or men are like, is it Traditionally, more women are into therapy and self-improvement. Um, are there more female happiness coaches out there than male happiness coaches? So it's funny. I haven't, I mean, like when you read, since there's not, I would say enough of a, what do you call it? Sample size. I don't think it would be good enough to quantify if it's male or female. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think more people pursuing happiness, um, just in the realm I'm in is female, mm -hmm. but I'm seeing it grow with men. I'm, yeah. I'm seeing the movement now and I'm seeing men that are breaking away from what's called, let's say traditional masculine energy, what mm -hmm. they're taught they're supposed to be, which is a whole other topic. But I would say that we all have feminine and masculine energy and they're not right or wrong. They just are. And right. we need both. And we need to understand the value of both of them. Mm -hmm. And I see that's what's happening in the world is that we're moving away from labels and we're starting to just connect with what works for our, for our own happiness. Mm -hmm. 
and for ourselves. And that's what I, you know, that's where I see the big shift happening. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And it's neat to see men really, you know, becoming more open and, and more expressive. Mm -hmm. So, so how has, how has uh, this changed your life in your work, your personal, your relationship with your sons? Um, just be more aware to be happy. Mm -hmm. How has that changed your life in your day-to-day -day interactions with people? It's almost indescribable, mm -hmm. the difference. Because um, like I said, I thought I was a pretty happy person. And if you talk to my friends five years ago versus today, they would still say, I've always smiled, you know, and then I, they would say, I'm a kind person, mm -hmm. but they can describe the energy difference. And I would say the love that I emit because I, I love people on a different scale now. And when I say love, I don't mean romantically. I mean, it's a conscious love. It, it's, it's has nothing to do with me having a physical relationship. It's just a genuine connection of energy and compassion for another human. And now I don't try to control the world. I flow with the world, which was a big change for me. I was always trying to figure out how to control outcomes. My ego needed me to be the master. And now that I've let go of that, it's so freeing. It's, it, it's, there's so much less pressure and it allows you to be happy. Right. You just enjoy life daily and your connections with people changes dramatically. And it's funny how many people either want to be around you, do things with you, talk to you. Um, it's really great. And then you learn how to be more open with people. Cause a lot of times you could be attracting people and then you feel weird because you have a lot of people approaching you. And especially if a female attracts a male that could create some fear. Like, I don't want them thinking I want a relationship with them, you know, sexually. Right. And that can cause fear. And then when you continue to come from love consciously, <laughs> not romantically, you, you don't have that fear. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's really amazing. That's great. That's great. You know. um, what are some other practices you can think of in closing? Well, I mean, I think we hear it a lot. Like one of them is practicing acts of kindness, right? We, we've heard Oprah, all the other people do that. I think when you do it, doesn't mean you have to do it every day. You can do it once a week, once a month, once a quarter. Really, really great. The other thing is your relationships with people. I believe we are built to connect. Like we are built to connect with each other. I think that that is a really overlooked thing is that we don't invest enough in meaningful relationships. You know, sometimes we look at quantity and we don't look at quality. So I think anytime you can tell people to really, even if it's two or three, but really go deep with your friends and be present with them. Don't be on your phone when you're around, you know, when you go out to dinner with your friend, don't be on your phone, be present, right? It's right. just that every day, try to be as mindful as you can be in the moment. I think that's the takeaway that people struggle with is how do I show up and be present 
all the time. It's very hard. Well, until you train yourself. Right, right. I mean, that's also like basic dating 101 tips. It's like, go on a date, but don't bring your phone. Just put it away and just be present. Ask questions. Let the conversation flow naturally, even though sometimes a date can feel like an interview, but you just have to chime in, right? You just have to have the conversation flow and see if there's a connection. So, but yeah. Yeah, a good friend of mine, May, told me that she dates a lot and I was really nervous to keep dating because, well, you even date because I don't want to hurt anybody, you Mm -hmm. know? And and so you're like, you want to go out and you want to connect, but what if you connect, but you're not romantically connected and then the other person thinks there's something that there isn't. So I would be like, I'm just not going to go out. I don't want to do that. Well, I think I've learned that when you, well, I know I've learned when, when I go out now, I just want to connect with the human. It doesn't matter if it's romantic or not. And it's not a bad thing if there's no romance, but you can still have a really wonderful experience and leave that person feeling good about themselves. No matter if it's going to go down the romantic path or not, it's about the connection. And so now I feel so much more open. I'm not worried. I don't have expectations. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all want to connect. I'm not right. saying I'm perfect. I mean, that's, but it's not that worry or right. that, oh, I'm so stressed out. Right, right. So in your bio, you said that you're single. So does that mean you're open to dating now or you're <laughs> like, what I what am, are some things yeah. we need to, uh, how do we search for you, John? Like what, who are you looking for? I, you know, it's funny. I really just want someone that lives consciously. Um, we all, you know, have preference. We like, you know, a certain attraction, those kind of things. But at the end of the day, I, I really just want someone that wants to be happy, that wants to continue to grow, that realizes that ego is, there's, there's space for healthy ego, but in general, we want to live in the moment and not live through ego. And that's, that's really what I want, believe it or not. I love it. I love it. So anything you want to add before we uh, close up the chat here? (laughs) How do uh, people find you or tell me about your event that you have coming up and anything you want uh, to let the audience know? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook right now. That's probably the best way. I haven't launched like a website or anything yet. Um, I have an event coming up in October on the 15th and That'll be on Eventbrite. It probably will be up in the next 48 hours. Okay. So it's called Cultivation of Happiness. So that's, yeah. Um, other than that, it's more just reaching out to me direct if you want to connect. And I'm on Facebook. Okay, awesome. Cultivation of Happiness, an event October 15th, 15th. on Eventbrite. That's how they can Eventbrite. find Eventbrite. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And thank um, you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk later. Bye. All right. Take care.